Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on with you this Thursday? Really, really happy to uh, to be, you know, having some guests on more often just to kind of change up the show a little bit, right? So on this one, I had uh, a fella named Anthony Samaroff. He's a really, really interesting dude. Guy seems to travel a lot. And here he talks about a lot of health information. Um, we, we don't get super deep into it. He's got an ebook that is free. Uh, if you want to go and check out his work and kind of get deeper into it. Um, but, you know, he, he travels a lot. He, he seems to, you know, collect little bits of information from each one of these places that he goes. And then he kind of applies that to his own knowledge. And he, he you know, makes that information more readily available for people that don't travel as much. So uh, I know he was in like India, Mexico, uh, traveling around so you know getting different health perspectives from different countries and I think that could, that stuff's really interesting it's obviously something that's constantly being censored and the work that he's done on basically exposing big pharma it's important stuff I'm actually talking with another individual uh, from the vaccine police uh, they reached out and uh, you might have heard of those guys doing some pretty interesting stuff back when COVID was, uh, you know, taking over our lives. So that'll be fun to talk with with them. I think it's just one person actually, so him. But uh, this this book that Anthony wrote is, uh, it's, it's talking about seven big pharma myths and he debunks these. Uh, really interesting stuff. Now, if you choose to support him, which, you know, it's always nice to, to, you know, give people tips off of their work and whatnot, especially if they are offering them for free, you can go to the link that I'm providing in the show notes and you can elect to pay whatever amount you choose, whether it's a dollar, whether it's a hundred dollars, whatever you think the information's worth, you can do. But if you just want to get it for free and check it out first, you can, uh, enter your email, um, there's a tab that says, would you like to support me? Again, I always recommend you say yes, but if not, you go to no, uh, you enter your name and your email, and um, then you can you can get a free look at that ebook. Interesting stuff, as always, right? And, and I, I do like to always thank people that put stuff out there for free. Um, but again, I encourage you to, to support work like this. So we get into it here. Uh, we go for about an hour 45, I think. And I, you know how I usually run the show, I do like the last 30 minutes or whatever is over an hour for free. I wanted to just put this all out for free. And I, for my Patreon subscribers, I will have some information that I've actually been really wanting to put out for quite some time. And this is a perfect time. And I'm actually gonna share the link with you guys too. This is from archive.org, which they have tons of really good stuff on there. But this is about a Vatican Crimes Against Children documented list is essentially what this is called. It's Crimes Against Humanity that the Vatican has perpetuated. It's a pretty extensive, um, you know, digital form of like, I don't know, it looks like a pamphlet almost. 
it starts in the U.S., starts with the biggest cases, and then works its way into other countries, going into the smallest cases. It's disturbing stuff, but I think in the wake of this uh, sound of freedom, uh, spelt with a D-U-M-B, right? Free, dumb. Uh, this is a, a total ruse, it seems, right? Now, just because there's some good information and stuff like that doesn't mean that it's not controlled. And you see a lot of people talking about this. So I wanted to talk about some some legit stuff. I mean, these people behind that movie think it's a lot of Catholics, it's a lot of Christians, which nothing against Christians. Um, but when you're when you're supporting these big organized religions in the way that they choose to do it, it turns out some of your money, some of that communion money might go to getting some of these people off. As you'll hear in the Patreon, I'll, I will explain how some of these cases end in settlement outside of court. So the Catholic Church is paying victims to keep their mouths shut. It's where some communion money seems to go, which is very, very sad. But let's get back to this. Um, I like to do my plugs up front, and I didn't want to waste the guest time. So really quick, guys, patreon.com slash Dangerous World Podcast, 3 5 and $10 tiers. The $3 tier gets you all of the full versions of every episode. Over 200 episodes at this point now. It's never been worth more, that $3. Uh, dangerousworldpodcast.com for your T-shirts. The conspiracy soap that goes from my third eye and myself do together. Uh, really fun stuff. Have gotten nothing but positive feedback from it. And we hope to come up with a couple more cents before Christmas, but we need to sell out of our current product before we can, uh, you know, put it back into the lot and, and get more shit. So conspiracy soap is found at dangerousworldpodcast.com. Get that four pack and check it out. Only $25 shipped. Uh, really, really good deal. Beats Dr. Squatch. I'll tell you that right now. And um, what else do we have here? I'm blanking. Oh, of course, the Pure Pet Wellness. Okay, go check out the link in my link tree. DWP at checkout that gets you 20% off of quality American-made CBD products for dogs and I and cats too, but I actually use it myself too, you know, and I haven't turned into a dog yet. So I rubbed the, that's the bomb on my knees. Um, I have not taken the tincture. I haven't ingested it yet. Don't know if I will, um, but I, I think that you can. I think it's all human-grade stuff. So not medical advice from a dumb person like myself, but Nico over there at Pure Pet Wellness is a really good dude and has some quality stuff. You can tell he cares about the animals a lot. So Pure Pet Wellness, DWP, for 20% off. Now, uh, I want to thank Anthony for jumping on here. This was a super, super fun conversation. I'm liking having conversations with people. And I didn't know the guy from before this. Seems like a nice dude. This is with the problem that I run into with guests. Anything that Anthony says is Anthony's opinion. Anything I say is my opinion. Do not hold me accountable if you disagree with something that the guest says. Not saying that you would here. But people have gotten really crazy over this, right? The last guest that I had on, people are, are being like, "What? why are you talking about this? It's, you know, it's different stuff, different topics. If you don't like the episode, you can pass on that episode, right? Don't turn into a bunch of bitchy liberals that want to start complaining about stuff that you don't like. Just don't listen to it. It's easy. Come out with all kinds of different content. There's something for a lot of people on this show. And if you don't enjoy the health talk as much, because I know I don't really talk about that too much, that's what the Patreon is for. There's gonna That's going to be a really, really interesting um, kind of more of my typical sort of conspiratorial stuff. But there, you might say there's not a bigger conspiracy out there 
then that that big pharma perpetuates against people. So again, I want to thank Anthony for his work. Uh, seemed like a really nice dude, interesting guy to talk with. And he he provides some really interesting information here. And uh, as you'll you know come to find out, we don't talk about his big pharma myths debunked uh, ebook much because I feel like you can go and check that out and you can you can again it's free and then if you decide that it's worth some money you can go back and, and tip them five ten bucks something like that you know um, I want to wrap this up these intros always take a lot longer than I anticipate them to but enjoy this episode with Anthony Samaroff and um, all of his information will be provided in the show notes he also runs a website because he is a therapist be yourself and love it.com seems like a positive dude seems like a nice guy so check out his work give him a follow on instagram the rolled up sleeves fam and uh here we go guys here's anthony all right folks doing another guest episode two back to back week after wow crazy I know it's gonna be a fun one, man. Uh, Have you got like uh, lazy preparing material that you need to bring like ra- random Scottish guys like me on just so that you can so that you can shoot you can maybe put your feet up on the weekend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I've got to work all kinds. I got all kinds of. I do usually do about three episodes <laughs> a week. So having one guest yeah, episode. Okay. Yeah, man. We'll see how 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 this goes. I think it's gonna be great. Now the Scott that you're hearing right now is Anthony Samaroff and it's uh he made it a point to tell me it is Anthony not Anthony like Anthony. we here in the states right so right, what's going right. on there, dude? unless you live in the in Tennessee and then you could go Anthony Anthony yeah yeah I guess that's true too mm-hmm. what's going well, on sorry well I've been traveling a lot over the last few years spent quite a lot of time in Mexico Costa Rica the U.S. and India and yeah I kind of escaped COVID tyranny in scotland we had to we had it was like a a soccer game of course we don't call it soccer here we call it football right right um two halves they locked down and then they opened up again and they instituted mandate mask mandates after they opened up so we're like what the fuck is going on on one hand you're opening up on the other hand you're instituting a mask mandate i thought this was meant to be over But then I realized that there's actually a technique in hypnosis called fractionation, which means when you want to hypnotize someone real good, you put them in a trance and then you take them slightly out the trance and then you put them more in a trance and then you take them slightly out. And it's like that's like it's it's a part of how the mind works. Like you see, when you flirt with a girl, you don't just go like, oh, the the flirting's going really well. I'm just going to fucking bang her. Excuse my language. Like. (laughs) You flirt and then you stop flirting and you just have a normal conversation. Then you hold hands and you, you know, you gradually get the build up the chemistry. Otherwise, it's too intense. So that's why I think they stopped and then they reinstituted a lockdown. But in the in the meantime, I got the hell out of the country. And then I found out I was a little bit famous in the USA uh, during due to my libertarian advocacy and my mm-hmm. previous book. Um, universal basic income for and against so I started going to libertarian events speaking at them and stuff like that and I abandoned all of my projects to start working on this book which I'm working on there's a free excerpt a free ebook it's a standalone ebook you can get it from sevenpharmamyths.com the number seven then p harm a pharma seven pharma myths like greek or roman mythology myth it's free but you can actually donate some money if you want 
through that site as well, which helps me keep the lights on. So I was working on a bunch of stuff, but since the pandemic seemed to go on forever and I was out in my country for 18 months, I um, decided there was nothing more important that I could use my skills to do than to work on this. So this is an excerpt from a bigger project, which is almost finished, called Farm Alive, People Die, which is an, expert from, an excerpt from the final project, which is called um, Big Pharma. None dare call it quackery. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like a Russian doll. I just don't want stuff to be on my hard disk when it needs to be out in the world where it can help people. Sorry, that was like a massive introduction, but I'm assuming that your audience doesn't know me. You know, right. if I went on a if I went on a show that I hadn't been on before, I'd condense it. I don't really think I'm that important. <laughs> no, you know that's great, dude. That, I don't think that that's uh, you know overly explaining what you do. I, I think if anything, we could learn a lot more about it, right? So, um, you say you started off kind of doing libertarian stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And then you move into this this health thing. Was it COVID specifically that brought you into like big pharma and and kind of like I would call them crimes against humanity that these people right. are kind of committing against us? Yeah, definitely. Well, that was kind of a decider because I was going to write a book on – I was trying to like demonstrate what a fucking profound libertarian theorist I was, and I was writing a book – on Mises' critique of Marx, which I might actually finish one day. But because of the COVID stuff, I was like, am I fucking trying to rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic? Like, why am I writing about this fucking weird esoteric libertarian theory when the ship's going down? So I'd already written on the economics of healthcare, and I myself had some experience in alternative health because I had some conditions that the doctors could not reverse, which I reversed by going into natural medicine. And in addition to that, I'd spent months on yoga retreats, I've fasted, I've done juice cleanse, I've done all sorts of shit. So from both a conceptual point of view, I felt like I could offer people something that no one else could, mm. if I could be so conceited, um, which is you, there's there's books dealing with the economics of healthcare, and there's books dealing with um, myths about bad pharma, big pharma, and bad science and medicine, and this and that. But I like that Freudian could, slip there, that bad pharma yeah, instead of big. That's pharma. actually the it's the name of a very excellent book um, called by Ben Goldacre called Bad Pharma. But the thing is, these books they're not for the average person to read. They're for specialists. So I've got a particular style of writing because I used to be a theatre critic. I must have reviewed like two hundred plays, right? So let's like say economists aren't exactly known for their punchy conversational style. Sure. So I can take all this science stuff and I can write it like I'm writing a, a, a theater review. So I'm, I'm putting everything everyone's taught me through the filter and trying to write it in a chatty way so you can explain it to your uncle or whatever and go, do you know what? The AMA admits this. The CD, that's one of the favorite things I love doing. Sevenpharmamyths.com. Get the excerpt. Taking the official sources and demonstrating that they admit the worst of it. I mean, it could be even worse than what they say. You could go to alternative conspiracy theory sources like Ryan Dean and find out that the truth is even worse. 
But what I'm saying is what the CDC and the MIA, uh, MIA missing an option, they might as well be fucking called they the MIA because <laughs> right. they don't fucking do their job. The FDA, the NIH, the AMA uh, as all well. Of these, AMA, the MIA, right? They are MIA. What they admit, what they fucking freely admit is bad enough that if you go even just selectively go to the official sources and say, here's what the official sources should say, that's enough that there should be lynch mobs by now. Not that I advocate violence. We'll just pretend we're going to lynch them, kidnap them, put them back in the back of a truck, drive around the block until they shit themselves, then like throw them out in, I don't know, in a in a field and say, um, you know, now you need to make good of everything you're done and we're going to take your assets and give them to the people that you've harmed. Well, that's the thing, man, at a certain point, you know, because, you know, I've, I've done the same thing and said similar things where, you know, when is the lynch mob going to start? When is this kind of stuff? When are we going to actually going? When are we going to get mad about this? And and of course, you know, no one advocates no one has for this, a line, but it's going to happen at some point hmm. in a logical world, you would think. Right. Um, because well, of Ryan, the- you know. I'd like to believe, so I'm interrupting you, and I, I really want to hear you speak. Um, I was in Mexico hanging out with Josh Sigurdsson from World Alternative Media, and we had this conversation. We were like, if the CDC put it in their own website, oh, by the way, COVID's a lie, the vaccine is poisonous, and we're just trying to kill you sheep off in a mass sacrifice to our god Moloch. If they put that on their website, People would still say it was a conspiracy theory and we were just making it up. Yeah, someone right? hacked their site and then they put yeah, it on there. Or, right? No, they just wouldn't believe that it was on there. Until the mainstream, people don't have a line, right? right. You just push the line. Like, even the, the documentary series Panorama in the UK just put out a documentary about how Pfizer lied to the regulator on mainstream television, right? Um. What else happened? They are suing. They, who are they suing? Uh, uh, yeah, like um, they're going through the court. There's people going through the courts right now, and it's nowhere in the mainstream news. So a lot of people don't have a line uh, by the looks of things. Like even the fact that they admitted that they were doing gain of function research mm-hmm. in Wuhan, that alone, what they were doing, they admit that there was mainstream articles that said most likely source of virus lab leak that in itself should have inspired lynch mobs so please tell me please save my sanity since you said ryan um that it's going to happen sooner or later yeah i i honestly do think that in a logical world it would happen Mm. sooner than later because Mm -hmm. of this now you 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 explained it really well and I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about some of the things you said, because you said a lot there, right? Yeah. Now, the the um the idea, and forgive me because I just woke up. I'm getting my first <laughs> cup of coffee right now, too. So this is why yeah, my voice I, might sound I, different. I've had a couple too many coffees, which is why I'm jittering and going so fast. Well, we'll balance each other out then. How's that? Because, yeah, I'm still waking up. My audio, I realized, wasn't even fucking plugged in when I first started. So people were probably beginning the episode thinking, what the hell am I getting myself into here? But... Um, you mentioned a lot there, man. The, the first thing that you said uh, when you mentioned Mises is that the, the Mises from the uh, Australian Perfect School of Economics? Mises. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's a hero. Yeah, I, a lot of people talk about him, man. And and 
you know, I don't want to make this episode about that kind of stuff. Obviously, we're focusing mm. on big pharma. We can do another. We can do another episode on that if you want. I'd love to with like people like my friend Moral Bob and some people like that. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I if I if I'm in Moral Bob's good books at the moment. Oh, you don't. He, you guys aren't cool. He's he makes a lot. I of fucking I I I've met him a few times in Austin. I, I I enjoyed his company. I just think yeah. I just think somewhere he seems to piss off everyone on Facebook and unfret and and fall out with each of us systematically. Yeah. Well, so you yeah. can ask him if he's cool with that. I'm cool with that. I'm happy to do a show with him. I I, I enjoy his company. Yeah. Yeah. He's an interesting guy. I I enjoy him. Um. You know, because uh, it's funny, man. I I. I really don't deal with people saying inappropriate things or anything. So like everyone's usually pretty nice to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, he, he makes enemies, but he's a good guy deep down. He's a very passionate flat earther. So if you disagree with him on flat yeah, I earth, we, I know we've, we've gone out for drinks in Austin a couple funny, of times. Man. We had a great, we had a fucking great time. I really enjoyed hanging out with him. So I'm sure he'll, but, uh, I'm sure he'll be open to it, but yeah, we don't want to force you into anything, but yeah, so I, the, no, the reason... I, I, it's not me. It's, it's whether he'll, he wants to do the show or not. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll double check, but I know he's, he's pretty knowledgeable when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, and good. you know, a lot of people talk about that Austrian, Austrian school of economics. And I think it seems right now, as far as this big pharma stuff goes, this seems to be the pressing issue. It seems to be something that's very I important. I know a couple of people that have actually had their shows taken down mm. because they're hitting a little too close to home. Would you care um, to mention her? Uh, you know, I don't know the one, the main one that I'm thinking of. His name is Ryan Alexander. Um, I think it's called Not Us is his show. Um, I can't believe I didn't get on the show before I got pulled. There's my street cred. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, I think it, it, there's something to be said about street cred and getting your show removed, right? Now, yeah. you know, I'm I'm very thankful that my show hasn't gotten removed. Maybe it's because we're, you know, kind of goofy over here and we don't really, you know, fly too close over the target when it comes mm-hmm. to taking money away from these people. Because everybody makes money off of this big pharma yes. system. Including, right? including everyone who's meant to be regulating this. So the regulators, a huge sum of their funding comes from pharma. When you go to continuing medical education, I had a girlfriend in Mexico who's a doctor. She was like, I never go to conferences that aren't paid by pharma. Like, why would I go to a conference that I had to pay for myself? Like, what's, so she, all her education conference, and that's not just Mexico, that's the USA, that's everywhere, right? I mean, there's some government money, but the government money is pharma money because the pharma lobby the government. Right. The university. Right. You know how USA and New Zealand are the only countries in the world where it's legal to advertise drugs on television. Yeah. I naively thought that the purpose of this was to persuade viewers to take drugs. But actually, what they're doing is they're buying favorable coverage, because if you watch the news, In the evening, out of 22 ads, 18 are pharma ads. That means pharma pay more money for ad space during the news than anyone else, which means, and let me put this in context for you. There's over a thousand drug withdrawals every year in the USA, wrong dosage on the bottle, um, the, the, whatever, you know, somehow the factory fucked up somewhere or another and the drug's not right. So they have to withdraw a batch of the drug that means three or four a day. That means if the news mm. wanted to, they could create a pharma scandal every single day. Every single day of the week, they could go, this got recalled, that got recalled, this got recalled. That. 
they have no one to trust pharma. They never report on this shit. And the They reason can't. why is they can't. Same for the journals. There was a case where a journal posted something, a meta-analysis of um, false uh, of of. What happened was the ads in journals violated the FDA's regulations on adverts. Nearly, I don't, I can't remember the figures. Some of this stuff's in the ebook. Forty-eight percent of the time, and the the drug companies withdrew advertising from the journal. You know, mm. there's, there's, it's like not only that. Sorry, I'm getting down a rabbit hole here. I just want people to understand what's happening with the money that you pay for drugs. Right? Right. It's a big fucking. 60 70 percent of the money you're paying for the drug is going to bribe everyone to tell you that it's going to bribe everyone to tell you that the drug's more effective than it is and has fewer side effects than it is including the journals journals have a propensity to print favorable articles because they can sell favorable articles back to the company that manufactured the drug who will cut copy it and give it to drug reps and the drug reps will send the article out to doctors right so everyone when you go and pay 70 bucks for your medication that goes to paying pharma reps the fda the the um advertising bill the yeah they, they they always talk about research and development but they pay more money in advertising the research development it's going to fund the universities continuing medication it's going to ghostwriters like university lecturers who who say you're a um you're a expert in optics and the, the drug company comes to you and say we've got this great drug we've done this study how about you put your name on the study as a co-author? That looks good to your university institution. It'll help you get tenure, or if you've got tenure, it makes you look more prestigious. And it's helpful to us because we need an expert. And of course, they'll tell you the drug's great. It's really safe. It's awesome. And you're not, you're not compromising your integrity. Yeah. All you're doing is helping get a good drug to more people. And you believe them. Because if you don't believe them, they'll go to someone else who does believe them. Right. They don't need to bribe people. They don't need to bribe people to compromise their integrity. They just find people who already believe what they want them to believe, and then they get them to go straight the article. I anyway, will say there yeah, there is it. a bit because I agree with you, but there is a bit of bribery going on. I know, uh, I'm you know my audience is familiar with this story, I'm sure, but you know, uh, ex girlfriend of mine from you know five six seven years ago, her her dad was a Pfizer rep. And oh, wow, yeah. you guys have a ton of money to just go out and yeah. literally take yeah. doctors to dinner and lunch and, yeah. and, and you know, Absolutely. hang out with them and, and basically yeah. buy friendships. Yes. And then they sell them the drugs that they're going to get the most commission. Correct. Yeah. And that that is I mean, but these are seen as social like that's how you do it. Right. You go to dinner. And they don't see anything wrong. They, they don't, because if you think about it. The doctors have gone through this fucking grueling 10-year program to get their degree where they were working 70, 80 hours a week on the poverty line. They come out 200 to 300 grand in debt and they think, why the fuck shouldn't I accept a free dinner from a pharma rep? Why shouldn't I go away for a four-day weekend for a conference? I'm not an idiot. I know the conference is paid for by big pharma i'm not so gullible i'm not gonna they they don't they believe that they are immune 
to being programmed. But the studies show otherwise. The studies show the more you're schmoozed by a pharma rep or the more of these conferences you go to, the more likely you are to buy the drug from that um, person. Now, mm -hmm. when the pharma rep comes in, she, she, you know, she's not saying to the doctor, oh, by the way, I'm, uh, you know, I'm just here to represent whatever my company is and to get you to to um, prescribe our drugs. What she's saying is, look at this. I mean, this is a really good drug. You know, we've done comparative studies. Um, it's got less side effects than this one and that one by our competitors. And they, she builds up a relationship with the doctor where he thinks he can trust her as a good source of information and thinks, you know, obviously the drug the drug company does not make their promotional material look like promotional material. They make it look scientific and objective. Right. Right? Right. So he thinks... I can't freaking I can't freaking read all of the studies on all of the drugs. I'm going to need to prescribe a statin to someone and she's the pharma rep I trust the most. It's such a freaking psyop. Right. Well, and, it and works because on the, so many levels. The pharma reps are very knowledgeable when it comes to the drugs. You're saying maybe the doctors aren't so knowledgeable, but I know for a fact that the pharma very reps knowledgeable. Are very knowledgeable right now and, and i want to ask you something i'm going to pull something up here to show you but i wanted to ask you how how uh much to blame are the individual doctors in your opinion well you know that's very hard for me to say because for me personally ever since i was a youth if someone gave me the argument on the other side I was persuadable, maybe not in one conversation, but in a series of conversations. It seems to me that most people have a much more fixed mind. And how much is that free will? How much is it trauma? I would say the doctors that I know in the mainstream system that I consult with tend to know some stuff and are skeptical of big pharma, but they broadly think, I don't know, um, they're trying to do good within the system, you know, as best they can. And doctors know a lot of good stuff. They know a lot of anatomy. They know a lot of, um, and the thing at physiology, the thing is, I, the problem is they're using what should be emergency medicine for everything, right. right? These drugs should be used in an emergency. They shouldn't be passed out like candies, it's not that there's never a place for any drugs. Um, so I don't know. I mean, how responsible are people? I think it depends how often the information has been put in front of them. And they've got a very good way of siloing people off. It depends. You know, I go in to see mainstream practitioners all the time. And sometimes I tell them about stuff I know. And they're like, oh, they're like really super interested. And they're like, yeah, it's great to do your research. And sometimes they're very dismissive. And mm. and I guess if you're, I all I can say is I much prefer the former. I much prefer the people who are like, oh, that's very interesting. A lot of the time I speak to people who've been cured of incurable diseases and researching my book. And a lot of the time their doctor will say, well, you know, just keep on doing what you're doing. Or they'll even say, look, I support what you're doing, but I can't freaking tell my patients to do it because I'm liable. So, 
I don't know. I don't know. It's it's, it's difficult. I think what is necessary is for like. But then, sorry, you asked me a question and talking so long. I had a friend as a doctor in London, let's say, and all of these women came in with uh, menstrual irregularities after taking the second jab. And he can see on her record when she started getting them and when she got the jab. Uh, Did anything happen at the time? Mm, uh, Well, I got my COVID vaccine. (gasps) Could it be that? Well, Of course not. It can't be that. He says, well, maybe it could be. You know, well, that's good. she says, she says, oh, I said that to my other doctor. And he said, it's definitely not the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. It's Shame on that guy. For... Wow. So why are these people saying it's definitely not the vaccine? They don't know that. That's what they prefer to believe. What they should say is it might be, especially if mm-hmm. it's happened a bunch of times. So I, I kind of have little mercy for those people. Right. The only thing I could say is. Usually when I meet a mainstream doctor and talk to them, five, I would say five out of six are, their heart is in the right place. I don't yeah. know what your experience is. You know, and, and I, I, I agree. I, I hate the idea of bashing mm-hmm. the everyday doctor, the everyday nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, modern medicine saved my dad's life recently. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a, a heart procedure that was, mm-hmm. you know, an intense mm-hmm. one. And, you know, it's scary going in there and not trusting those people. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, they did a great job. They did everything that needed to be done for him, it seems. Now he's still in recovery and all that stuff. But it's 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 wild. But at a certain point, and I had this conversation with the other individual that I mentioned that uh, is very focused on, like, you know, the, the crimes against humanity that Big Pharma mm-hmm. perpetuates and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I was saying, you know, at a certain point, when do we kind of like, you know, give them like the police officer treatment where it's like we blame mm-hmm. all the police officers for like one bad cop. Right. Mm-hmm. But then there's that one bad cop over and over and over again. There's mm-hmm. videos of them beating the mm-hmm. shit out of black dudes. Right. Over. And I know. Over again. I know. When but does that happen? Is, well, they're not trained. You know, it's bullshit. See what if you were to create a police force. And doctors aren't trained either. They don't fucking know how to create a castor oil pack and put it over someone's liver. I mean, this is fucking shit that your grandma used to know. And the doctors don't even know basic stuff that should be the fundamentals of health. They don't know about fasting. They don't know about juice cleanse. Like, they don't know shit about the most, like, in traditional medicine, in traditional systems of medicine, the first thing they do is clear out your alimentary canal. Because if you're full of old, hard, sticky food, that's going to biodegrade in there and you're going to reabsorb toxins. Plus, it's going to stop you from absorbing nutrients. Then they go on to the liver, right? This is like the, the doctors aren't trained. So similarly... If you were to create the police force, say, what fucking situations are the police going to get into? Oh, a firearm might be drawn on them. Oh, they might get in a fight. They might have to grapple. Okay, well, why don't you teach all of them Brazilian jiu-jitsu? That's like the most fundamental thing. And then if they get in a situation where they need to grapple with someone, they won't freak out and pull their gun and shoot the guy because they've done it before a thousand times. So that should like, they don't, 
the institutions are mental, which is why I'm a libertarian. Because if you fucking had competing police forces, I know that the one that would get the contract is the one that trained their police officers properly. But no, they have to tax you and then give it to these fucking thin blue line. See you next Tuesdays. Right, right, right. So, right. You right. can say cunt all you want. I actually have a new uh, show called we? Cunt. It's called well, uh, Conspiracy Underground it, News Team. So, I love yeah. it. <laughs> oh, I want to join the news team. Yeah, um, you're welcome on like, there, man. We've been okay, having guest cool. uh, guest anchors okay. on there. Now, y- y- you said something there, and and for the record, I I do enjoy the idea of teaching police officers martial arts or and any kind of mixed martial arts. I'm in the wrestling camp. I think wrestling mm-hmm. superior to BJJ, but oh, well, I don't know, you know. You can but teach I, but what what I meant was, what situations are they like? Uh, do you think wrestling's better for the situations that police officers are in? Who knows? Uh, I think that yeah, it would be I don't know. So it would be a scientific. It's an empirical question. Yeah, you know, you 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 train one for force in BJJ and one force in wrestling, and 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 see, you know, you yeah. find out and what happens in real life. What so that's that's interesting. I don't know tons. I just know sure. that they might have to grapple. So right, right, right. And yeah. then grappling, throwing somebody in a choke rather than shooting them, I think everyone would prefer themselves to get choked out rather than shot. So correct. Um, and this I, is oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, go on. No, this is no, what I wanted on. to show you. You know, you you mentioned yeah. again. There's a lot of stuff here. So, um, you mentioned this a while back, and um, I also want to get into some of these lawsuits and stuff. But I don't know if you're familiar with this concept of an iron triangle. And my audience is is probably okay. tired of me talking about this at. at this point no no but i'm not because i've not heard it before it's my fucking show so (laughs) so this is what's interesting man you mentioned this now this fits in obviously with every sort of topic it fits in with any kind Mm -hmm. of debate that you can have any any kind of talking point too with like big pharma now -hmm. there's a bureaucracy behind big pharma there's an interest Mm -hmm. group behind big pharma and then there's congress members that would support Mm -hmm. it now the idea here is that the congress the bureaucracy and the interest mm. groups all feed off of each other. It's a mutual relationship yes. in all ways. Well, the profit comes in from the private sector, right? So the private sector is generating the money and then they can use that to lobby the Congress. Um, and they can also, they're also taxed to pay for, you know, all the state institutions. Right. So this is something that might be interesting for you to look into specifically for big pharma is like who mm-hmm. are the con- who are I've the congressional cha- I've got huge um I've got I've got chapters on this in the upcoming book yeah for sure Yeah man this is interesting stuff and it, it works with guns like the gun lobby mm-hmm. it works with uh, abortion it works with every single topic that's out there um and, you know anything I... that, that you hear talked about constantly and then this was something else that I pulled up here um you can type in big pharma lawsuit on DuckDuckGo. I know this so was, much. It's all in plain view. Well, and this was to your point here. Big pharma suing to stop yeah, Medicare yeah, yeah, exactly. from negotiating drug prices. Right. Yeah, and I've got I've got a cool section coming up on Medicare and and if you want welfare for medicine, there are alternatives to that, um, which are much more effective and would save tons of money and deliver better better treatment as well. Right. And you mentioned, uh, I'm always really interested in like liver health because I enjoy yeah. drinking. You know, I, I, I enjoy taking my, my, uh, my fair share of booze in and Me too. I'm Scottish dude. I know. I mean, it really does run over there, right? The beer is a beer mostly, right? Well, you know, I was avoiding wheat. So, um, uh, cause I was actually, 
gluten, like I was intolerant of wheat, but I actually managed to reverse that. I'm like one of the only pe people that, and that was only a few weeks ago where I noticed the difference. So, um, we'll see what we'll see if I start reintroducing beer or not. But up until re regularly, whiskey is the traditional drink in Scotland, but I think most Okay. people drink probably beer, uh, like cider, wine, rum, Now, do dark you guys rum. call it scotch there? Yeah, sure, we call it scotch. Okay. I wasn't sure if that's just what we call it, No, but no, yeah. no. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, my dad is a scotch drinker I love himself. the way you smile when you Well, speak it's... about scotch. That's I mean, good. no, hey, come on. It's a whiskey. I, it's a little early Nice. for even for me right now, but no, my audience knows I drink a few. Um, Nice. Where Where is... uh? You, you mentioned something about a castor oil pack over the liver. What Well, is castor, that? castor oil pack. Okay. Yeah, sure, I can explain that. Very um highly recommended. Actually... Okay, so what you do is you get castor oil and uh, organic organic castor oil in a glass bottle. Very important because castor oil is so powerful at pulling stuff that if you keep it in plastic, it's gonna it's gonna pull some of the plastic. Um, you get you can get special flannels for this. You put maybe two tablespoons in a flannel. Should be wool or cotton, organic. Again, why? Because you don't want whatever chemicals are in a treated fabric to be absorbed. You put the flannel over your liver, where your liver would be when you go to sleep, and it will actually drain through the skin into your liver, and it just pulls stuff out. You know, the, the stuff is absorbed into the, the castor oil, dumped into your digestive system, and you will shit it out, and you might have some really weird colored poops. So, um... I now, because I've been studying this for so long, um, I probably advise, it depends on people's budget as well. Don't do what I did, which is just put tons of castor oil over your liver and then put your arms over it to make it really warm because uh, I over detoxed and I went nuts for a few days because I might have taken some drugs in my life that were dislodged from the liver and went... reabsorbed Wow. into the bloodstream Wow. and I literally got high and drunk without even taking anything so anything you've ever taken uh, that's in your liver can get reabsorbed into the bloodstream so that's why I recommend ta two tablespoons the first night then each night add another tablespoon if you've got a weighted blanket or something like that you can put it on top um, and like I don't know what the laws are in medical advice, so I hope the black helicopters don't come after me. But let's say this is just, I'm just informing you of the kind of thing that one might do at one point if they wanted to do a liver cleanse. This isn't medical advice, according to. Now now I've, I know a lot more. So I would say if you're going to do this, you want to get um, broken cell wall chlorella and have like 10, 12 tablets before bed. They they will because think about it. If you sweat, you want a towel to mop up your sweat. So you don't want to dislodge all the toxins from your liver, only to reabsorb them. So those the chlorella you can take it in a big dose. It's very safe. Um, organic broken cell wall chlorella that will act as a mop to mop up stuff. It's very very absorbent and of of toxins. I also would say, you see, you can go so far with this. Digestive enzymes. Make sure you get a good brand because a lot of the brands ha are just dead. The enzymes are just dead, right? Okay. So you want to get a good brand. Why? Because what? When, see, when you process food, processed food is food minus enzymes. 
they take the enzymes out or they denature them so that it stays on the shelf for longer. So you want to put the enzymes back in to break down residues of un of unprocessed processed food. When you eat a raw vegetable or a fruit, all of the enzymes are intact in that living organism to help you break it down and take it apart. Some mm. people's digestive system isn't robust enough to eat raw vegetables. Other people like me get on great with raw vegetables, better than cooked vegetables. It just depends on the stage of your body. Then, okay, so those are the three things I could recommend that work very synergistically together. Um, you know, you could add a high-strength probiotic. Um, or liver health, you're all, saying. Yeah, there's always more stuff you can add. I would say a great thing to do is if you're going to do all this before the night, um, get two packets of organic celery and juice that and drink that in the morning. Because whenever I do that, it keeps me regular and you'll just get the runs maybe 45 minutes later. So anything anything that came out your liver and was dumped into your digestive tract all overnight you know the the celery juice will just flush it out for you so that's a protocol that i invented because i've been because mm. i've been because i've been studying this stuff for three years so i just get a little bit from here and there and i put it all together so interesting just, man yeah yeah i'm gonna have to try i pulled up like a basic idea of uh how to do these uh castor, castor oil, pack. oil pack. They'll work well on their own. I'm just thinking, you know, you can always optimize your results. You don't just get an addition thing. You get a multiplication thing. Right, right, right. Interesting. So, yeah, you said start two, with two tablespoons. And then just add an, another tablespoon each evening. Okay. I've been told, I've been told by experts that adding tons doesn't particularly help. My experience is I didn't even use the castor oil pack. I just put it put too much on, and I. But at first, no, 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 I would do it the proper way, of course. But yeah, I just advise people not to be as arrogant as I am. Follow the instructions. Okay. There's lots of videos on how to make a castor oil pack. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that, man. That's great information, and I know you know whether people drink a lot or not. Um, I mean, your your liver. You're is living a in a very, toxic. Yeah. You're living in a toxic world, right? Dude. Right. You got fucking pesticides. You got microplastics. You got heavy metals. You need to support your organs. Right. And I saw something too, where you know how they make. What is the 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 fragoire or whatever? Like how they make that is like bunch of sugar and a bunch of carbs in ducks, I believe. And it rots their liver, and that's what like the American diet is: Fuck sugar sake. and carbs. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, not all carbs are created equal, right. and definitely we're getting the more of the processed carbs than the carbs that are packaged with sure. what you need to make di make good digestive use of them, as we did in nature. So, I would say, yeah, this is a great show for me because I've gone into so much detail in the ebook and on so many shows so it's quite nice to just freestyle because people can get the ebook at sevenpharmamyths.com and it's free or if you love me you you know it's quite nice when i do a show like this and i get a total of 50 bucks in contributions because i feel like you know I've, uh, so if you give me 10 or 20 if you can afford it it really helps because i no one paid me i'm not a pharma rep i don't get like 
um you know a two grand or a month or whatever it is um to to schmooze doctors i'm just right, a right. i'm a i'm a psychotherapist you know i'm a counselor i speak to people f about their problems for a living right that's what you do for I, your day job yeah and the more i do that the less i um the less time i have to write and the more i write like uh, when i was in india i was like seeing just the minimum of people because i was working so hard on the book so i'm I, I made myself impoverished writing this book, but now now I've got a bit of better balance, but I've got less time to write. So, well, and, so and it's, it's good to do something that you're passionate about. Obviously, I mean, everybody has to at least I take that jump yeah. once in their life, you know. Yeah, I know, and I'm I'm passionate about work too. I freaking love working with people. I love helping people, but it's just the 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 rhythm I was in, um, when I was uh, when I was traveling was a little bit. It's easier to just. Yeah, but yeah, I'm still I'm still struggling to now that I'm now that I'm working more, I'm struggling fi to find time to write as much. So sure. it's it's uh, it's all like I'm still looking for the balance. Well, let me ask you something else, and then I, I'm really curious to know, you know, like the most important things that you've learned from these different areas that you've traveled to. But first, I wanted to mm. ask you about, you know, some heart health stuff. Is there some yeah. some you know things that people could do for like artery health? um you know heart health as a whole some stuff that maybe a lot of people don't know about yeah i think uh, again digestive enzymes are really good at breaking down that really that, um yeah but there's stuff that is not that easy to is not that easy for the body right here there's two types of toxins as far as i can as far as i can categorize them you could say maybe three um if you said emotional toxins or, or maybe okay. maybe maybe you could maybe you could separate plasticky stuff from metals and stuff like that so you could subdivide them but i like to um to think of it this way um we've got what our body creates which is called metabolic waste and if you eat too much junk food then your body creates your every cell needs to breathe eat shit put piss the same as you do if you eat the wrong foods and if you eat too much food your cells are creating tons of sh um cell poop and they're not able to wash it out as fast as they're creating it and that creates so many diseases include like down to like fungal and mold where they're eating your cell poop Right. They're actually wow. trying to help. They're actually trying to help you in a way. If you get bacterial infection, that means you've got too much waste. So you're attracting microorganisms to eat your waste. That's my view. OK, I'm not saying you can you can you can do with it as you will. OK, now, the great thing is when it comes to our own metabolic waste, it's reasonably easy for the body to get rid of it because it's just getting backed up. That means water fasting. That means intermittent fasting. That means juice cleanse, organic, vegetable, especially, you know, there's no especially. Um, you know, not, that means eating less, right? You will give the body time to, you need lots of water and lots of oxygen. You can go to hyperbaric oxygen chamber. It costs a lot of money in America. But if you can get somewhere like Colombia or Mexico, you know, you, it's a nice place to go on holiday. You can go every day while you're on holiday, seven, you know, seven days while, while you're there. If your girlfriend doesn't mind you skipping off for an hour and a half. <laughs> um, uh, 
that means the oxygen bonds to the nitrogen molecules like ammonia and um, uh, urea and what have you, and and the water, drink lots of nice, fresh, filtered water, spring water is the best, as long as it's not contaminated. That that the water, you take it out through your urine, you take it out through your poops. That so many conditions can be arrested or even reversed by fasting of some description. Then, but you need to put rebuild tissues as well. So you need nutrients. Fasting is that's why like my fasting teacher was just like fasting 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 that's the only thing fasting and raw foods but then i realized he was a religious nut job because he didn't look at the evidence so for some people juicing is better at first if you're you're if your digestive tract's full of old hard stuff you want to wash some of that out you might need lots of nutrients to build and you're getting that from your organic vegetables and you can rebuild the tissues then you can consider a water fast you need to see how bad your detox symptoms are interesting that that's the first law of toxins the other stuff is a little bit trickier we're talking about microplastics we're talking about heavy metals why because the body is not meant to have anything in it that it's not made of when you have a carbon atom or a you, whatever like you sorry these molecules that are found in nature they might not be very good for you but your body recognizes it and goes all right i know what that's made of i can take that apart right mm -hmm. but but what about stuff that's not found in nature your 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 cosmetics people are rubbing on their face their scalp yeah. with big long chemical names in it that are not found anywhere in nature. And you eat that and your body goes, what the fuck is that? Right? What is that? So that's the kind of thing that might get stored in the liver. Or you might become fat. You're not, your body's not stupid. It's not making you fat because it wants to piss you off and make your girlfriend fall out of love with you. <laughs> it's making you fat because it doesn't want those toxins to enter your vital organs. Wow. But push it. Or I'll push it down to your toe. This is the problem with mainstream medicine. They think the body's stupid. They think everything is a disease. The body is not stupid. The body evolved over so long a period, or perhaps you were created in God's image. It knows what the fuck it's doing. So if you have a symptom, if you have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high hypertension, whatever, the body is trying to do so, to, is giving you a symptom to protect you from something even worse that might happen if it didn't give you that symptom. And then they'll come in with a statin and give you that instead of getting you to change your lifestyle. So, wow. so okay. For those, I like how you broke that down, by the way, that your body is getting you. fat because it doesn't want all that shit to go to your organs. It's going to keep right. it in your, in your fat or whatever, you know, it's going to add right. fat to your body. That's, that's a good way to break that down. So, so okay, just, just to let me finish my big fucking, I never get to talk about detox. So, yeah. so, so for, for that, you might need help. We got oral chelation. So things, stuff, very, chlorella is very, very, you know, minimal, non-invasive. Each chlorella tablet has as much nutrients in it as a whole bowl of vegetables. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. The chlorophyll molecules chlorophyll. are... Chlorophyll molecules are shaped similarly to blood cells, helps you build your blood. 
but then there's stuff like that's more pulling that you need to be a little bit more careful with like zeolites activated charcoal they can pull nutrients out as well so this kind of thing needs more yeah probably good for you but you might want to consult with some someone um you know raw cacao is pulling it's food by magnesium and chromium and it's also got uh, copper in it which is very important the thing is if you're very toxic you can't absorb nutrients so you're fucking eating all the right foods and you're still and you're still sick so it's very very important to detox anyway thank you so much for giving me so much so much time to talk about this stuff no, I think that that's great. And I'm glad that you're able to talk about some things that you haven't talked about on other shows. Cause I think that's what, that's when I think shows kind of separate themselves yeah. from others is when there's new, new stuff coming out. Right. I just hope that no one comes after me and starts saying you're given medical advice without a license and stuff like that. Just leave me the fuck alone. And I'll well, no, we're, alone. we're making it clear that it's not medical advice. This is just your opinion. This is this just is... for information uh, for education and, and information processes nothing that i say should be construed as medical advice right right and and yeah there's uh you know you said it many times too people need to do their own research on this shit not just take your word for it right so Uh, you know what they did like i had a friend that was running a fasting retreat and the maryland board came after him and said you're practicing medicine without a license and he said well according to your own definition of practicing medicine medicine is diagnosing treating or prescribing i'm not diagnosing treating or prescribing and they sent him a letter back and said well people are coming back to you and getting better therefore you're practicing medicine and he was like i should have said well people well if people are coming to me and getting better then i definitely am not practicing medicine (laughs) well yeah man that's the whole point of this damn system is that you know you have to keep people sick so that they keep coming back for other drugs, right? Like, you know, that's been said many times. So I, I definitely agree. He should have said that, right? <laughs> um, I, I'm real curious what you find. You know, it seems like you, you, you've you traveled to quite a few places. Can you name them, rattle a few off. You said India, Mexico, anywhere else? Yeah, Costa Rica. Okay. I went to go to Colombia, but I got fill, fill a fill of COVID regulations. I spent near a year in the States. I went to maybe over 10 maybe less than 15 states so we got to see a lot of cool places and contact a lot of cool that's where you met bob huh? yeah that's where i met bob in austin austin's got a great libertarian community one of my yeah. favorites um yeah that's right cool guy. they have all kinds I, of weird communities there not that the libertarians are weird but austin. they got all kinds of different mm. communities in austin yeah, I'd love to spend more time in Austin. I've spent a couple of weeks there. If anyone is in Austin and listening to this show, please get in touch with me if I if you can put me up sometime for a few days in Austin <laughs> and 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 share me the load, share the load with my other other friends because I don't want to outstay my welcome with anyone. Right, right. No, it's a, it seems like a really interesting place. I've never had the pleasure of going. But where do you stay? I'm in Tucson, Arizona. Oh, cool. I, I've been to Tucson. Oh, have you? I've got. Well, well, I've been, I've been, I've been close enough. I've got, I've got a buddy, I've got a couple of buddies in Tucson through the internet. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's an interesting place for sure. Um. So yeah. So so, what are some of the things that you learned in like some of these different countries, like the way that they practice medicine? We'll start with India because that's, you know, they get medicine in their food. It seems like with like yeah, all the yeah. I was like, they... well, I mean, that's it. You know, India was India as a society. If you believe this stuff that was exactly designed by enlightened beings to um, 
to have all of these practices in their culture. So um, fasting was part of their culture. Um, observance of the different seasons, certain funeral rites, how you eat, how you sit while you eat. It was a culture where if you wanted to go into spiritual process, you wear origin, you wear orange robes, and wherever you go, people will give you food or let you on the train for free because they understand that you have dedicated your life to enlightening yourself. And they believe that if you do that, you bring the whole world with you. Mm. So I was very skeptical about Ayurveda because I was taught by my teacher that that you know everything except for fasting and raw foods was bullshit and 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 i got so much out of fasting and raw food diet that i i kind of bought into it too much now i've learned more ayurveda is not one size fits all and it's not just medicine it's the lifestyle for your particular constitution and the only way to find out is to try it you know so they observe that different people are um you know more heat producing other people are more cool it affects your temperament some people have dry skin some people have moist skin and you can see when you meet like someone if you can see these things and and like the you've got all these stereotypes of like a you know bubbly fat check that's like you know so warm so cuddly loves to loves to hug people loves to yeah. laugh you know we know we know because she's got a certain temperament that is replicated throughout nature and then there's people like us who are very um, fact-orientated, very analytical. If you become religious, then you need to go and study theology because you don't like religious people who, oh, I just feel like that. I just feel like that. You know, that's not your kind of person. So you need to, you need, so you, you either become an atheist like Sam Harris or you, or you go into theology so you can debate it. Then, then, then there's other people who are like, ah, you know, more feely people. So Ayurveda and yoga philosophy take into account the different temperament, different body style. And there's no one diet that's for everyone. It, it depends on your constitution. Now, what so, is that word that you're saying? You said it a few times. Ayurveda. Uh, so Ayur, uh, let me, Ayurveda, Veda means science, Okay. okay. Ayur means longevity. So Ayurveda uh, in Sanskrit means the science of longevity. Wow. Okay. And that's what they call traditional Indian Hindu or yoga medicine. Remember, Hindu is a word that's introduced by Westerners. Hinduism is not a religion, it's culture. However, in India, they had no word for the religion. They just said religion because everyone worships a different god. So, and no one minds that. You can have a different God for me and that's fine. That's how you choose to worship. So it was only when Westerners came and gave it a name Hinduism, they embraced the word. You know, they, they're proud to be Hindus. And they loved, that's one, okay, you asked differences. This one thing I love about India as compared to Mexico, they love foreigners and they love people coming to teach their, to learn about their culture. They're so proud. That's cool. Whereas I feel like Mexico is a bit like fucking gringos, like, cultural appropriation like you know yeah. and mexicans really... are very proud and they look after their own very very well that's what they do like i would time. not say that all mexicans are xenophobic but there's a big there, there's a of bigger course. element of that yeah so that's why i learned from india 
that they that they enjoy teaching people. Yeah, it's interesting, man. And I learned I mean, a new they word love today. People who love they love people who love India. Like you know, you go in. How do you find India? What do you think of this? What do you, they want to know? What you think of their country? They love that you love it. They love that you're there. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And then so so you learn that there's the you know obviously which is accurate. You know, there's different ways to treat different people. That's mm-hmm. essentially what you take home from India. Yeah, and also. When they say Ayurveda, the science of longevity, it's not just medicine, it's diet, it's lifestyle. And also people think that that yoga, you know, is exercise. It is partly, but that's not the the point of yoga. I had one yoga teacher that said, yoga never looks at flexibility. Yoga looks at stability. The idea is if you can master these postures life is going to be a piece of cake it you you your body is never going to get in the way because you've already mastered these postures so you can take things up and down the stairs your body's not an impediment to you meditation is to make your mind not an impediment to you Mm. the breathing exercises are there to make your sort of emotions and energy not an impediment to you you master your breath you master your energy you master your um, your meditation you master your mind you master asana practice what we call yoga in the west you master your body it's not some fucking pretentious thing about looking like you went to the circus right. it's about making life effortless once life is effortless you can do whatever you want that's one thing that we do here in the west is take something like that Mm-hmm. which could be something, you know, started out, it starts out as one thing. And, you know, we put these girls in these great pants that oh, I love, yeah. I love yoga. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, they, and, and we kind of turn it into something that it's not, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But you know what? I think it's not that bad because a lot of people come in for exercise. Someone like me, who's not very, who wasn't very physical at school, I would think, oh, that's an easy way for me in because I'm not very flexible. I'm not very. And then I went and lift weights and things like that once I got used to using my body. People in the same way, they'll get into it because they are flexible. And then they learn about the spiritual element. And it really like I love America. There's so much America bashing. But do you know what America is to me like? vitamin gummies right oh we've got this problem which is we need people to take their vitamins but no one wants to take them i know we'll make them gummies right to me america is keto chips oh well people want snacks but they don't want carbs so we'll make it out of a root vegetable and then they won't get those you know america is whatever problem you have we will find some way to get you the product sure yeah it's capitalism right there right yeah you don't want to fucking eat the those uh, crisps with that seed oil that's the worst oil fine we'll make these kale chips out of a different oil that isn't bad for you they'll find a way one way or another to get you your fucking product and i love that creativity yeah Yeah, no i love it here too you know when i when i bash some of the things you know our culture is is uh lacking especially right now that's imposed upon you yeah i know definitely we in europe we have a perception that Americans just aren't as cultured as we are. And it's we've got that perception partly because it's true. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that there aren't other good things about America that we can learn from. And one of them is positive fucking mental attitude. Yeah. In Europe, especially UK and Scotland, it's like 
if you're fucking happy, you're like, you know, there's something wrong with you. You need to go to a mental institution. <laughs> like, um, I used, you know, my when I had a girlfriend from Florida, she sees a dog in the park. She like, she squeals, you know. Yeah. Scottish people are like fucking keep it. I down, do that too. Weird. I yeah. squeal when I see dogs. And we're all like, keep it down, you <laughs> fucking weirdo. But I'm like, no, that's effusive. She's excited. She's yeah. alive. She loves it. You know, so so in America, it's like, make more, like, oh, don't worry about it, make more money. And Europe, it's like, oh, save money, save money, save money. No, no, America, fucking go out and make more money. Just oh, get yeah. it and make more money. We that's spend so, it. It's so much healthier to make more money than to save money. Like, yeah, I agree, I'm not saying you should get into debt. I just, America does not get its due. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's people that are too proud or there's people that aren't proud enough. There's not that happy median right there where, where we're just content, uh, but and, then also, you know, striving for a little more. Yeah, man, I America's agree. America's look up to Europe for being cultured. It's not like they're not aware. Right. You know, they, they, lo- they love it. They, that's not like us. We don't look up to America for being get up and go. We don't look up to America enough for being get up and go because we're so Nancy negative. Anyway, sorry, your turn. No, you know, it's interesting. I I haven't traveled nearly as much as you. I have traveled around basically the farthest I've gotten as far as getting out of the United States is Mexico. You know what I mean? Which is, yeah, I love Mexico though. Mexico's great, man. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with going there, but it's just that's the farthest I've been. So I haven't traveled Mm. to Europe. I haven't seen the different ways that people act and the different ways that people treat medicine mm-hmm. specifically, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's obviously very different than here. It sounds like New Zealand and here are similar when it comes to mm-hmm. that, at least mm-hmm. to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Cause I've not been to New Zealand I think they do have socialized medicine there, Okay, but you know, Medicare is like, I don't add, obviously I don't advocate for socialized medicine for America because like, you know, I'm a libertarian, Medicare for all is what they're aiming at. People are like, they're going to socialize our healthcare system. No, they're fucking not. Because there's so many limits that governments and countries with socialized medicine put on pharma. The best thing they can possibly do in America is get Medicare for all, because then they can tax people to pay for treatments that aren't safe, aren't effective, whatever the fuck they want. They tax, and then they decide what treatment you're going to get. The government mm-hmm. decides what treatment you are and aren't going to get. And as you saw from that article you pulled up, um, the pharma companies prevented Medicare for even haggling on the price of drugs. What you want to look at is Singapore's medic healthcare system, which is not a libertarian paradise, but we're not going to get that, right? right? We might get Singapore's system, which is the least worst in the world, right, at the moment, until we make an even better one. And what they do, what they do is instead of having health insurance or Medicare, you get money in a health savings account. Most of the hospitals are actually, or half of the hospitals are public, but you take money out of your health savings account and you shop around for the best service at the best price. And if you're rich, you can spend more money on having a fancy room, which subsidized the healthcare of poor people. And that way, the consumer is in charge. And as we know, when the consumer decides, they are always trying to look shop around so that means the hospitals need to keep the price down but they also need to keep the quality up which is why singapore has 
a similar GDP, they make a similar amount of money per head to Americans, but they spend a quarter per head of what Americans do on healthcare. Wow. That's very interesting, man. And and obviously the the like big pharma there, is it does it exist? I couldn't tell you. I, I would say they probably sell the same drugs as they sell in the USA, but they don't spend as much money lobbying because what's the point? At the end of the day it's the consumer who decides what what drugs, what treatment you know, they're going to get out of their healthcare savings account. Another great thing about the healthcare savings account is America has all these unfunded liabilities. They're not going to pay, be able to pay for Medicare unless they fix their healthcare system. That's why I'm hopeful. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone will come to me and say, hey, Anthony, we're really fucked. We need you to fix our healthcare system. Touch with. Now, how uh, how was the, yeah. the healthcare in Scotland? Like, how is it? Uh, I'll come back to that in just a second. Yeah. So Singapore's healthcare system is funded for four years into the future. They've got enough money in their healthcare savings account to pay for it for four years. Okay. Scotland, we've got socialized medicine. The bedside manner is very good. I'll tell you, I remember once I got some tests done. No, I went in to get some tests and I asked for some extra ones and the fucking the doctor was just like oh are you vegetarian or vegan i said i'm vegetarian he says okay i'll just write down that you're vegan because then they'll probably give you these tests in case they think you're deficient in anything so that's like he shouldn't really but he does it anyway that's kind of like the attitude you know when something's socialized they're friendly they're helping you but they're not thinking if everyone did it then it would probably be very expensive do you know what i mean so but then so i phoned up for my tests and they said, we don't have it yet. I said, well, can you just email them to me? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll be able to do that. But we won't be able to do it at, until after the weekend. And then they never t emailed me my test results. That's the kind of, that gives you a general impression of like, you have to chase everyone for everything. Could you imagine in America asking for test results and them not like emailing them to you right away? It's like, like, does that yeah. happen? Does I, that happen? Well, I've had a like, similar experience. Every, okay, cool. Similar kind of experience where I, uh, you know, I got in a car accident mm -hmm. and uh, I wasn't able to work for a little while. Um, mm -hmm. You might even be able to kind of see it here on the uh, on the thing, like what, this shoulder over here. This is oh, just right. bone, and then this like has oh, the muscle. Oh shit, man! I can't straighten my shoulders either. I, it seems like every, like at least every other dude that I've met has at least one fucked up shoulder. It's like okay. almost a right of you, you, You're doing a lot of. Um wrestling and shit Does no 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 yeah. no i so what do you mean i was just wondering if you were involved in martial arts and if that had any effect or anything. no no I, I wasn't um you know we used to kind of do it for fun you know wrestling mm -hmm. and and fighting and stuff like that but the i i hurt this in a car accident and you know wasn't able to work for almost a month and then when I wanted to get cleared for work, I could not mm -hmm. get any doctor to sign off on it for me to go They'll back to work. They'll definitely sign you off. Huh? So do you, you mean they couldn't get you to, they, they forced you to stay off work for longer 
or they wanted to, it seemed like. And okay. I had to go to my childhood doctor, my pediatrician as a, you know, 30 year old man, basically. So I'm sitting in there, you know, there's all these toys and all these babies and kids around. And I'm just trying to meet with a doctor that will actually like, you know, has the balls to sign off on it. Cause if I go back to work and I hurt myself, that doctor could be held mm-hmm. liable for it. Right. Mm-hmm. But my pediatrician who's since passed away is very sad, but you know, the guy was a good guy. And mm-hmm. he he just helped me out with that. He was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, man, are you good to work? He's taking my word for it. And then I'm able right. to go back to work right. because my pediatrician was the only one that would do it. That's a that's weird. Yes. Yeah, so that was uh, they're also compromising your autonomy. So, OK, that's very interesting. So, yeah, the, unfortunately, on the bad side, on the good side, you can get seen for free at the point of entry. And when I before I wrote this book. And it was super libertarian. I was very sarcastic about that. But now I see that, you know, you you have you have to get it as a benefit. I might not agree with it in principle, but um, like the government taxing to create a healthcare system. But nonetheless, it's a benefit and very people are very nice. On the other hand, you can be on waiting list for 50 days or more mm. for stuff you can get treated the next day in the USA, especially if you've got money to pay for it. On the whole, I would not ask people to choose between our system and your system. Your system is a system where people are pay, paying sometimes five or ten times what they can pay for in other countries. They're going bankrupt over healthcare, whereas mine is a country where you could die on a waiting list for a disease mm. that you could be seen next day in another country. So I would say we should not be doing that. You know, when they're whenever they pay health care, they're always like, should we have America's system or Canada's system? Should we have do you want America's system? Do you really want socialized medicine like in Canada or the UK? No, they're both terrible. And we should just say that that's not the only option. We should just say, look at Singapore. You know, we, we need to get out of the dichotomy because it's a bullshit dichotomy. It's Hitler or Stalin. Huh. Yeah, it's interesting, man. It's just, you know, there, there's like they, they give us two options, right? And neither one's yeah. good. So it's you got to yeah, get dish, something in the giant middle. Giant douche or shit sandwich. Yeah, and Very... it's not in the middle. It's a pyramid. You know, it's a pyramid. It's the third direction. You know, it's it's not on a spectrum. It's not a American system or it's the UK system. It's this one. Right. It's in a completely different direction. Now, did you make a South Park reference right there? Giant douche yeah, or shit sandwich? Yeah, yeah I, did. I, did. I, I did. do that every episode, and I'm very surprised that uh, my first Scottish guest actually beat me oh, to the South it. Park reference. Nice, so man. good job on that. I got it. I'm just keeping the tradition alive, bro. So <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. This is a great show. Well, thanks, so, man. I, I enjoy talking with you as well. This is, yeah, uh, I, I think it's helpful, and I would like to talk with you more in the future. We're not done just yet. Uh, yeah, we could uh, do more. We could, we could, we could talk about what was the thing you wanted to talk. Uh, it, the the value of Austrian economics. Uh, also, if your if your um if your audience are interested, they'll leave comments. We could also do like the benefits of counseling, psychotherapy, potential benefits, and self help. Counseling what? A counseling, psychotherapy, self help. You know, personal okay. development. If if people are interested, if absolutely. But if they think it's a bunch of tree hugging hippie crap, then we don't need to talk about it. But I'm yeah. down to talk about whatever, man. And, and you know, yeah, my yeah. audience is pretty, pretty like they, they respond to things well and they're, they're pretty open to stuff. But you know, I am curious. We can wrap up on this. And then, like I said, sure. I would like to talk with you more in the future. Sure. Where do you stand on the idea of bringing back insane asylums? It might sound like a joke. Hmm. Well, 
you know, that's a very interesting question. Wow. Because, you know, once <laughs> I went to A&E, which in America you call ER, sorry. Okay. And I didn't re- realize that when I when I was checked in, I um, was not allowed to check myself out. And they kept me in overnight against my will. Wow. Now, okay. the interesting thing is I ended up being pleased that that happened because as a counsellor, a therapist, not just as a counsellor, a therapist, as someone who's written a write, written and a writing a book on Big Pharma, I had a very bad view of psychiatrists and also heard all these stories from my counsellors who were sort of my counselling clients who were mistreated by psychiatrists. But in the morning, they spoke me to a psychiatrist and she was wonderful. And I even told her that I felt outraged that my autonomy, at losing my autonomy and not being able to check myself out. And they took the fact that I was angry about that as evidence that I was not fit to be released. And she said, and she agreed, and she said that that happened from time to time. You know, that, that, that that's how the system works. So if I hadn't stayed overnight, I wouldn't have got to meet that psychiatrist, which wouldn't have restored my faith that there's like good people in the hospital. I told her that and she almost teared up, but she was also upset that I had such a poor, there were people like me that had such a poor view of poor psychiatrist. So, you know, depriving people of autonomy is, is 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 a big deal. So what I would say is, if someone has caused harm or attempted to cause harm, you can limit their autonomy because you're trying to ensure that they do not continue that behavior. Um, how is that to be done? I think that you would have to have a range of options that were run by charities, I don't know, um, philanthropic organizations, and uh, or or who knows or institutions all sorts of institutions and you could give people a choice of where to go if they were able to make a choice if they're so psychotic uh oh he just i think bailed out here i don't know if that was intentional sounded like he was in the middle of saying something i don't know where you guys stand on that too i'm going to see if i can get him back in here you know i think that They served a purpose. I think that it could get scary really quick, but if it could somehow stay in check, I think it might be a good thing. Um, I'm going to pause really quick and see what is going on with uh, Mr. Anthony here. And if we, oh, here he comes back in just as I said that. Here we go. See what we got. His audio is loading. You bailed on us. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry, my laptop ran out of juice. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I was just saying, I was kind of continuing what you were saying there, and I was kind of posing the question to to the audience as well. You know, what if they serve a purpose, if if the asylums served a purpose? And the reason I asked you is because there's a lot of fucking nuts, man. There's a lot of crazy people, especially some of these people over here in the West, like, you know, not to get political, but like this, this, um, you know, over sexualization of children, which should not be a political issue. This should be something that is just simply not okay. 
Um, uh, well, go on. No, yeah, just like these people that are reading these stories to these kids, and like there, you know, there will be people that are out here sharing the news, and they're having to censor images of for grown adults, people like me, people like all of us adults that have, you know, we've seen porn, we've seen naked people in person, but then they have to show a blurred out image to us, and they're showing these kids these things in schools, you know, kindergartners, first, second, third graders. That's insane to me. I think that these people belong somewhere uh, besides schools. Okay, okay, but the the problem is so systemic. There's there's a question of what can what you can do and what you should do. Sure. Like, so let's take something like I don't know child genital mutilation in an African nation. See if you could do like what we tried and failed well i know that you could you could argue they just fucked up iraq and afghanistan deliberately because it was conspiracy sure but let's supposing people wanted to liberate iraq and afghanistan see if you could go into that um country that african nation with military force and stop them from cutting the genitals of baby girls and and boys Mm. without any collateral damage and let's say you could fund it entirely voluntarily. People would think it's such a good idea that they would donate the money, so you wouldn't even need to tax them for it. Right. Should you do that? Yeah, well, maybe you fucking should. But that's not what's going to happen. In real life, what's going to happen is you're going to turn that country into Afghanistan or Iraq after you bombed the shit out of them. So when we are trying to save the world, we need to look, what should we do? You know, should we, yeah, we probably should, you know, stop people. The question is, what can we do? And each of us as individuals needs to ask this question, uh, what can we do? And so what would say is, find out what you're effective at and what you like and bring those abilities to their zenith and use those to help people and teach them to other people and then link with other people who have skills that complement yours. And we change the world that way by, by positive, by, by adding the positive, then, you know, we will isolate people who are insane or violent or whatever, because they're, they are um, a threat, but part of their, part of what we'll, we'll learn psychology as we go, because we're because in order to be successful, you need to learn psychology. Then we can find out who can we rehabilitate and who we can't. And if you've got a murderous psychopath that you can't rehabilitate, maybe you just need to send them to an island with other murderous psychopaths. Maybe that's the best we can do. <laughs> but most people, maybe we can actually help them yeah. if we can feel safe and we can become, you know, experts in psychology. Like the society has to become enlightened. You you help who you can, and, and if there's some people you can't help, then you need to find some other solution. That's my vision. Oh, yeah, and if you want some help to un-insane yourself, uh, I'm a, my website is uh, beyourselfandloveit.com. And oh, that's, great. That's a good thing to plug, too. Yeah, maybe you can plug it um, in the show notes, and maybe this can go in the, the, the plug. You can plug it for me with your bookends. Definitely. Well, yeah, man, I, I appreciate this so much, Anthony. This was a fun one. Uh, really, really cool stuff. And you were in, uh, forgive me for forgetting, you were in India or Mexico most recently? I've been, 
in India, I think I might have still been in Mexico when I first contacted you. Yeah. That's how long this interview has been in the making. So Yeah, it's been a while, if, man. Yeah, given that we've been talking about it for so long, I'm gra- glad it was such a cracker. I really loved this show. Good. So, Is a cracker happy- good, by the way? I've never heard that. Sorry? Did you say it was a cracker? It was a cracker. What does yeah. that mean? It just means great. Like, crack. Like again, you might have heard Irish people say, what's the crack? That means like... Or where's the crack? That means where's the good time? So if something's a cracker, it means it was rip roaring. It was that's awesome. Yeah, it's very British, I guess. When an American asks you, uh, "Where's the crack?" it means something very different. I know that's definitely true. So yeah, I definitely love to do another show with you whenever, man. This was really fun. I felt like we really connected. I feel a little bit embarrassed that I did almost the entirety of the talking. No, man. I I mean, like I said, my audience knows me. When I have guests on, I enjoy them talking the majority of the time. And, you know, if, if you, uh, you know, need any questions asked or anything, that's when I step in. So I think it was perfect. And yeah, I did feel like we, you know, hit it off really nicely. And I'd like to, uh, to definitely talk again in the future for sure. Um, we also, me and my buddy do, um, what's well, his show, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of the host every Monday, uh, at nine Eastern time. Uh, we, we do that. That's so maybe. Like AM. Okay, I can do that. Oh, it's 2 a.m.? Well, I mean, we can plan it maybe, and then you can see. Hopefully, yeah. we can catch you after a couple of scotches, you know what I mean? And, and we can have awesome. a good time. What's um, the name of the show? It's So his show, which is great, it's called The Great Deception, but the roundtable that he does is called The Monday Night Master Debaters. Love so it. it's a fun – he's a great dude, very, very knowledgeable with, like, old-world stuff. And um, I don't know if he's looked much into, like, the healthcare of the old world. I'm sure he has, but he's a great dude. His name is Matt, a fun, fun guy that has a good show. So we can connect on that again as well, but we'll be in touch on Instagram. Take this chance here to, um, you know, plug all of your stuff that you want people to, to know about. And then I can go back and do that also in the beginning. I'll just give two plugs because you don't want to overload people with links. Get the ebook seven pharma myths. We didn't cover the myths today, which means there's lots of great information in there for you for free, but please, Send me some money if you can afford it. Um, sevenpharmamyths.com. If you think that I would be a good counselor or a good therapist for you, you can actually book. I'll, I think I'll be set to freebie for the moment. Uh, if go to beyourselfandloveit.com and book yourself in for a discovery session where we'll just ha- find out what's going on in your life and if I think I can help you. And if you think I can help you, then that's a good match. So that's beyourselfandloveit.com. There's also a Be Yourself and Love It.com podcast. Sorry, the Be Yourself and Love It podcast, but I've not put one up for a while. Okay. So um yeah, that's pretty much it. I was just I just wanted to mention about your shoulder. Yeah. And um, try I can't promise anything, but try hydrolyzed collagen. That is an animal product that I sometimes take, even though I'm largely a vegetarian. Um the science the hydrolyzed coll- all, a lot of your body structures are made of collagen, but the sa- the scientists are very clever, so they broke down the collagen into the smallest, most bioabsorbable peptides. So you get hydrolyzed collagen, organic, grass-fed cows, and a lot of the time, your body can rebuild structures um, with the help of collagen wow. that it does not rebuild without i can't promise you anything but sure. you can try what for one to three months and see if you notice a difference 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Hy- hydrolyzed? Hydrolyzed collagen. Hydro- and it oh, should, yeah. That, okay. Should be grass-fed cows, please, because whatever you, because if you get per, if you get poor quality products, you get poor quality results. Sure. Wow. Mm-hmm. Great information. And thank you so much for that. That's a, that, that might help. Yeah. I can move it and everything. And I hit a punching bag and I can, I can do everything just fine, but it's just like, I don't know. I like wearing tank tops every once in a while. And I feel like I'm like all lopsided when I do it. So I can't do well, that. So. Well, one of my teachers told me that he got a bunch of emails through from people who needed hip shoulder replacements. Um, and they took it and then they didn't need to get their joint replaced anymore after a few months. So wow. I don't think he's a liar and uh, he's a good naturopath. So very good. Thank cool. you. Thank you for that. I'm sure that that would actually be good for like your organs and stuff too. Arthritis. Although again, I think arthritis is good to treat with alkaline diet and juicing and stuff like that. Again, I think it's accumulation of, acid and toxins in the joints and then you can if you could go if you're like committed to meat or carnivore paleo whatever it is you can always do the detox to get rid of your arthritis then go back to high fat afterwards so it's not exclusive do you know what i mean yeah awesome man great stuff anthony great great stuff i i enjoyed this a lot and uh this will be coming out uh you know soon here for the audience and i'm excited to see how they respond to it but uh, anything else before we get out of here? I just want to say that it was really cool that we had a big build up to the show and, <laughs> we, had, and we had a cracker. <laughs> a cracker. I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I'd do another show with you anytime. It's Absolutely. really great. To, it's good to make friends with you. So, and and thank you everyone for persisting with us for so long. Yeah, absolutely, man. This flew by for me. So uh, stay on if you don't mind. I'm just going to wrap this up and uh, cool. and we can chat a little bit. But yeah, guys, uh, check out all of his work. All of his plugs are going to be in the show notes here. And for the Patreon members, uh, obviously, it'll be there for you as well. But we will be talking again shortly. And uh, you'll be hearing from me uh, in just a couple of days here, everybody. So take care and we'll talk soon.